you know, after 20 plus years in the army, 19 of that, which we were together for mm -hmm. is, uh, I went to work, you know, I go to work at four 30 in the morning, come home at six 30 at night, you mm -hmm. know, uh, walk in the door and the laundry's not done and dinner's not ready. And the mm -hmm. house is a mess. And I'd be like, what is this? What does Kate do all day? <laughs> and I'll say three weeks into this, I'm sorry. I apologize. <laughs> I get it now. Um, I thought I was going to retire out of the army and I was going to gain all of this time. I was going to uh -huh. have all this time to do all these things, whatever things I wanted to do, because nobody's going to be telling me what to do. Uh -huh. But I quickly realized that, you know, um, since I've had this, I do get up in the morning and make breakfast for everybody, you know, before they go to school. Uh, but you drop off at school at 730. I go to the studio or come home and do some work around the house. Um, all of a sudden it's one o'clock. I've got to get back to the house and pick, go, up, the pick up the kids and <clears throat> put the laundry in. And, you know, I forgot to put meat out for dinner. So I got to go do that. Um, I definitely didn't appreciate the <laughs> lack of time. The, the, I thought you yeah. were just not, I thought you were just taking naps all day. No. And now I realize that that's, that's not what, that's not, <laughs> no. what, that's not what's happening. It's Welcome to the Leading with Vulnerability podcast. You guys all know me. Well, I guess you guys all know Kate too. Yeah. Uh, I'm your host though, Yuma <laughs> Barnett. And uh, today my guest is my wife. Again, this is our third time on the podcast. So you know I must be hurting for uh, for guests if I got Kate on here. I'm just kidding. It's great to have you. So um, And today, you know, I've been uh, retired from the military now for about four months. Uh, if you don't count terminal leave in there. If you count terminal leave, it's been a little bit longer than that. But uh, we are often asked um, when we see people that we know or uh, um, people, you know, family members and stuff. The first question is, how's how's life now? How are mm -hmm. things going? So I just thought we would hop on here and share a little bit about our lessons learned and, and what's been going on in our life since our, you know, since my military retirement. And uh, it's been busy. There's been a lot going on. And I think there's some good good lessons learned here that hopefully you guys can learn from us. And, uh, when it's time for you to retire from service or make a big transition in your life that you can, you can learn from us. So it's good to have you back on here, Kate. Thanks. Um, Happy to be here. Um, thanks for doing this late at night when you, and you have to go to work tomorrow, which I is was, a new, I was voluntold. We had to do this. <laughs> so, uh, I appreciate it. Um, and like I said, we see a lot of people then they're the first question they ask is, or how are things going in retirement? And, uh, I really think the, the way to start that is we got to kind of take a step backwards and look pre pre retirement. Mm -hmm. And, uh, when I, when I think about, you know, pre retirement, when we were sitting here talking before we came on and started doing this thing live is, um, there's a lot of worry and anxiety and, and doubt and fear and a lot of things that go into um, retirement, right? Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of outside voices and outside influences that go into it. And uh, a lot of people asking, you know, the first question is, what do you, what's next? Uh, what job are you going to do next? Uh, you know, where are you going to go? Are you going to go to school next? Are you going to find a job next? Mm -hmm. uh, what's, what's next for you? What's next? What's next for the family? Where are you going to live? And it, there's a lot of open-ended questions there that you probably don't necessarily have an answers to that just can kind of drive that anxiety and that, and that worry up. And I'll, I'll say from, from my own perspective, pre-retirement is I just needed to take a step back and, and slow down. Mm 
-hmm. and kind of shut off those outside voices and those um, outside questions and focus on what I knew was important, which was the whole reason why I was transitioning from service, which was family, the family dynamic. I wanted to, you know, be more stable for the family and, and for Kate so she could follow her career dreams and aspirations. And to do that, I really had to just stop listening to the outside influences, whether it was family or fellow, you know, former coworkers uh, when I was in the service and, and refocus on just what I was doing in the first place was, which I just wanted to be a better husband and a, and a better father. So that's probably the most important thing for me pre-retirement is, is putting those people aside and focusing on myself and my family and not worrying about how I was going to answer everybody's questions when they, when they asked what was coming next, what were, you know, before the retirement, what were some of your thoughts before we came into it? Um, what makes me think about when we talked about if I do retire, what is that going to look like? If I stay in the military, what are the, what comes next in the army if we stay here? Um, and, you know, Jackson voiced his opinion. Yeah. He missed his dad. He wanted his dad around more. And I don't blame him. I wanted dad around more too. Um, and I think that definitely was the main reason for this decision <clears throat> is to have you around more and just do something different because this has been our life forever. Right. And there is an end to military service. Yeah. It's not forever. Right. And you were thinking, you know, I can stop now and maybe do something else. We can do something else. We can travel. We can do stuff as a family, not planning things around my training and deployments, um, but just be a family together. Yeah. And that was important to us. Yeah. And I think, you know, the, the questions – anything revolving retirement and uh, what happens after retirement, it all starts before, mm -hmm. right? You got to start yeah. well in advance, opening those communications and having those un uncomfortable conversations with your kids. Uh, like, you know, you've all heard when Jackson told me he was done with the military, mm -hmm. um, those conversations with your spouse when, uh, you know, Kate's been sitting at home for you know 19 years with a, a master's degree in, in education sitting on the shelf. Um, switching roles, doing all that stuff, um, all, and we yeah. just, you know, recentering on, um, not the army anymore, mm -hmm. which the army was really the center of our world for yeah. such a long time. Yeah. Not because family was family is still number one, obviously, but mm -hmm. the military, the army dictated, you know, everything we had to mm -hmm. do, right. There wasn't a vacation that we went on pre pre-retirement where mm -hmm. I wasn't checking emails, receiving phone mm -hmm. calls, and even at some times having to go in, into work. family would be off or on vacation and wanted us to join. And most of the time yeah. we couldn't do that. Right. You yeah. know, we knew, we knew about six months in advance mm -hmm. for the past 18 years, mm -hmm. I'm going to have this two week period off and I'm going to have this two week period off. Mm -hmm. um, and those, although, are they're not set in stone those yep. those they time can periods. change in a heartbeat yeah and then depends if that two-week period if i was going to spend a week of that here at the mm -hmm. house that meant i was i was just a phone call away mm -hmm. and a 30-minute drive from going into the office to to put mm -hmm. out a fire so 
Um, well, and two, you might have to move. Yeah. And you, that's something you're not sure about. You don't know where you could be living next year in the next two years. So we, yeah. that was something that I think played a big part in it too, is we liked it here and the kids were yeah. getting older and we wanted them to make friends and to form a community when they were in school and kind of growing up. So, yeah. And there's people out there listening that go, they liked it in Fort Benning and Columbus, <laughs> but you know, Kate, Kate's from, yes. Kate's from Atlanta, you know, where uh, yeah. I always joke, you know, we're, uh, we're close enough to the in-laws and family to where we can go see them, but we're far enough away where they still have to give us a phone call before yeah. they show up. So <laughs> you can't um, just knock on the door. We like this community that we're in, you know, in North Columbus, North of Fort Benning, you know, we're about 40 minutes North of Fort Benning. The kids like it. Uh, the kids like it. The schools have been great. The mm -hmm. community has been great. Um, uh, so we liked it here and, uh, decided to, you know, to call it quits here, which brings us into now, you know, the retirement and mm -hmm. we're in the retirement. And, um, I think probably the biggest thing with my retirement from service was the timing that it happened. It, it worked out at a very good time mm -hmm. and that's, an, and we'll get into it later. Some of our uh, piece of pieces of advice to you, if you're in a military retirement or a transition in your life, but you have a say when you're going to retire, right? Uh, it just so happened when I looked, brought up the calendar, looked at my paperwork, you know, my enlistment documents, my, my contracts, I, you know, I'm eligible for retirement at X, but you can kind of push that out left or right as you're choosing, as long as you're over that 20 year mark. And I happen to pick May 1st, which couldn't have been better because it brought us into summer vacation, summer vacation for the kids from school and dad's out of the military now. The kids are at home. So we got to reintegrate as a family mm -hmm. without the the thought or the the constant over, you know, the, the 75th Ranger Regiment hanging mm -hmm. over dad's head, mm -hmm. which occupied his life uh, his whole time. So the timing of, of, my, of my retirement was uh, not planned necessarily the way it was. It just worked out. So mm -hmm. to anybody out there who's... And it worked out for us. Yeah. We're not saying it worked yeah, out for but everybody. Yeah, but it you can you have more say mm -hmm. in it that you than you realize so um make that part of your calculus when do i want to retire what you know down to what month do and you communicate it with your family yeah say hey i'm looking at this date what do we have going on what's the future look like what's this look like during the yeah. time yeah and it, you know it worked out for us that so we went into you know the retirement in in may um kate was substitute teaching for the last uh, you year, know, and year and a half. So uh, I was able to, because I knew about two years ago that I was going to you know, yeah. retire, not, not continue on and it's service. It's not like a week ahead of time right? thing. It's Which like a, a years ahead of time. Yeah, if you can look a couple years in advance and yeah. know when you're going to do it, you can set yourself up career-wise because I was able to position myself with the help of the leadership at the time in a position in the military that was less demanding to where I could help Kate, who's, you know, as I said, been sitting there with a master's degree on her shelf for years, mm -hmm. uh, get back into the school systems and, and prepare for her next venture on the other side mm -hmm. of the uniform. What's your thoughts that, you know, leading into that retirement? Um, well, I honestly didn't think about it too much. You know, you're, in this way of life for 20 years, almost 20 years for me, you know, over 20 years for you. But, um, 
I was like, oh, we got time. It'll happen when it happens. We're still part of the Army, the 75th Ranger Regiment. I hate to say that, but... And then all of a sudden it happened. And then we were out, and it was definitely a transition, but I didn't want to focus on it. I think, and that made me personally feel better because it is our whole life, and it's scary to think about this is what we've been through for 19 years together. Yeah. And now it's not. So that was me not preparing very well for it. But, yeah. and I think that's where it comes in as a, this is a partnership. Yep. Um, Kate, you know, that, that takes some courage to admit that you, you, for whatever reason, you weren't admittedly weren't looking mm-hmm. at that retirement as seriously as I was. You weren't thinking two years ahead mm-hmm. like I was. You're just kind of, yeah. Waiting for I was it thinking to come. more emotionally. Yeah. And I think what it was is there was a time a few months before the retirement when you're kind of going through the financial pieces of it. Mm-hmm. And Kate came to she said one night when we were talking, so wait, you're only gonna get paid once a month yeah. now and it's gonna be that didn't register. It's gonna be less than half, you mm-hmm. know, if you take VA out of it, it's gonna be less than half of what we make now once mm-hmm. a month. I think that's when it kind of dawned on yeah. you where I'm we like, were at. Oh, great. Yeah, so you need to have those those conversations. You don't. You both don't have to be planners, but you need one of you to be looking mm-hmm. deep and and making sure you're opening those lines of communication to prepare for some of that stuff that's going to be coming. You know, financially, um, uh, role wise, um, mm-hmm. expectations of one another as a husband and wife, mm-hmm. expectations as a as a family unit. What what you can expect there. So. Um, and I think another one that we don't realize, we didn't realize, and I think we're still kind of getting into this, is the loss of of community that yep. we're still trying to figure out and navigate mm-hmm. friendships and and people outside of the military because forever it was kind of they were just there, they were part yeah, you of have the, your village. You have your village, your army people, mm-hmm. and I don't know if you can speak about it a little bit coming out. You know, you had the FRG for years yeah. that you were a leader on, and then one day. You're not part of any of that anymore. Mm -hmm. Yeah. When So the FRG is like a family group that kind of supports one another when their spouses are deployed. And um, it's nice to have like-minded wives or spouses um, whose husbands are gone all the time and have kids at home and are trying to juggle the day-to-day. That's really nice to have that – to lean on when you need it and slowly transitioning to retirement. I got farther and farther away from that. And it's hard to have that community that you're used to all the time. And you're constantly meeting new spouses, brand new wives. You just got married or they just moved here. Um, And it is exciting and it's, a sad thing to not have anymore. And I have mourned it. I have a good friend who I still talk with regularly and her husband is very much active in the army and we're not anymore. And it's so different. And we are so much alike that we have a lot in common, but there definitely is that disconnect because she has all of that army wife stuff going on and all of these events to go to and these social events. And I don't, and it, it, it is really sad and I will miss it. I'm pretty sure for the rest of my life. Yeah, I think you will. And I think it's a tough, 
It's a tough transition. I definitely see Kate has FOMO every once in a yeah. while. The, the <laughs> fear of missing out when she sees uh, when a big event happens. Pictures in the, on you know, Facebook. You know, pictures on social media when a big event happens. And all these spouses are gathered mm-hmm. that Kate knew for years, and now all of a sudden she's not, not, not she's not part of that anymore. And I think in the military, as most of you know, there's like three buckets of of military spouse. There's the military spouse that wants absolutely nothing to do with mm-hmm. the military, and has their clan of civilian friends and people mm-hmm. um, in their area, and they have nothing to do. You have the military spouse who um, doesn't their husband doesn't tell them anything. <laughs> They're uh, clueless. They're, they don't want it, but they don't want to be involved with the family readiness group. And they're just hermits that live in their house mm-hmm. and don't aren't involved with anything. And then you have your third bucket, which is like Kate, who's been involved in it. You know, I, I'll say it wasn't, it wasn't her idea to be a key caller. I just mm-hmm. came home one day and said, you're a key <coughs> caller when, you know, 16 years ago. And you're going to volunteer stuck. for this job. <laughs> but I think that was a great thing yeah. because if I look at those buckets of people in the military, um, those other two, those are where I've seen the most problems yeah. with divorce and um, yeah. mar- marriage issues because at well, some point that in that first bucket, the spouse that's intertwined with the civilian community, that's that husband had to move at some point. And now all of a sudden she didn't have anything yeah. and didn't know how to integrate with an mm-hmm. FRG because she didn't want to. Then you have the other one who doesn't get told anything. Um, is just kind of a hermit staying at the house and that ends up creating don't talk to anybody <laughs> uh, that you have to be social as a human yeah. that's just the way it goes uh, so that ends up deteriorating because you only have each other no social life that spouse has no social life and not that there's not problems in the third yeah. bucket of the of the wife that's involved you can and be does too things. involved you can't but, be too uh, involved i have seen you know the most success of a as a spouse and as a couple are those that are involved, right? Mm-hmm. When I, And I'm talking over 20 plus year military mm-hmm. career, not somebody who just comes in for four or five or six years and, the, and then bounces back out. But we do, we do miss that stuff. What is that? The ice maker. Oh, <laughs> I thought it was a kid that was awake, but I think it's the yeah. ice maker doing stuff. Hopefully, We're doing it in our sweet not. living room studio today. The kids are supposed to be asleep. I know they have school tomorrow, but... Back to it, the, the uh, it's hard. Mm-hmm. It's hard to refind your community. It's really hard for me because I came from an A type personality. Mm-hmm. Uh, everybody went to selection to get put into the organization that I came from, and now we all went through a lot of things over twenty years of war. Mm-hmm. And to go hang out with the other dads who work at Aflac and the car dealership and. Uh, the insurance company, I just... They get off work at the same time every day. It doesn't... I, 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 it, we speak different languages yeah. and I'm still trying to find my my groove there, which is one other reason I didn't mind staying around here in Fort Benning because I knew I'd be around some, yeah, like-minded, some like-minded people. people. Well, and two, we just attended a change of responsibility for a good friend and it was like going to a family reunion and it was so fun to see... I mean, we didn't even know half the people that were yeah. there were going to be there. So it was nice to kind of turn around and be like, oh, my gosh, I haven't seen you in forever. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Did you? I didn't know you were coming. Um, but without the responsibility of going to the luncheon afterwards and then back to work for however long and then the barbecue yeah. later and then have to get up again at 430 in the morning the next day. Yeah, it was nice on the, on my side to be able to to watch and yeah. spectate and not have yeah. to participate in some of the mandatory stuff. So 
Um, it is a, that's just, it's something, some people are better at it than others, mm-hmm. finding their new, their new people. I when think they we'll get out. always have FOMO though. Yeah. We'll have, I mean, it's okay. just, okay. it was just such a, such a part of our lives mm-hmm. for such a long time that it's going to be, that's why I think we still flock to those same people mm-hmm. and those same, those same types of people. But, you know, the retirement has been great. Um, mm-hmm. And it's because we communicated about it up front. We set expectations for one mm-hmm. another. We set expectations for the family. And uh, and I set some, I put things in motion while still in uniform to mm-hmm. help with the transition, like being able to be around more while you could, so you could be, do the substitute teaching mm-hmm. and all that stuff. But um, it's, it's, it's been good. Uh, I recommend it for anybody out there who's, who's on the fence. You either got to be all in with the military, I think. And I was starting to, my family was pulling me in another direction. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I'm glad that, that I went that way. Do you got anything else on just the, you know, this first few months um. really that we're in retirement? There's somebody out there that's been doing it, like retired for five years. You're like, these people have no idea what they're talking about. What are they talking about? Um, Well, I just want to say, like, not that we were intentionally like, no, we're done. This is stupid. We can't do this anymore. But I think just kind of certain things were going on and we looked at each other and our kids were getting older and voicing their opinions about being upset that dad's not here and just things that were going on that should be as a family and they weren't and it was kind of just fell into place yeah an arguable point i'm sure somebody disagreed but it seems like backwards at the military you're you know especially in our community the higher you go in rank the less predictable your future can be mm-hmm. you could be moving every two years mm-hmm. all over the world uh the more senior you get which seems kind of backwards right and our kids weren't they're just not good with that yeah you know, that constant change yeah they're not easy kind of go with the flow yeah well, so, maybe a couple of them are we're not sure they're kind of young yet but <laughs> at least the older two but my decision's been made yep. we're here we're doing here we the retirement are. thing and it, and, it, and it's been good so far and i'll say you know when i run into people that are still in uniform that are around the same rank uh that i was when i got out the first question that they'll ask you know if i know them well is financially how how are things financially when you, when you retire? And I'm not going to get, I'm not going to break down Kate and I's finances for the world mm-hmm. pers- here, but I will say if you, if you take care of your business uh, between your military retirement, uh, your VA and anybody who's done 20 plus years in service, especially the last 20 plus years with as busy as we've been, you will be, you're going to have things that the VA are going to compensate you for. And then with Kate being able to get, you know, we're able to stabilize and she's able to get a mm-hmm. job, a permanent job. Financially, we're better than we've ever been in the 21 years mm-hmm. that I spent in service. Mm-hmm. And this isn't something that just happened. We've kind of been planning for it, too. And I will say, not to make Yuma toot his own horn, but I would not have kind of taken that leap get into the job field and to start um, pursuing teaching if it wasn't for him. I was probably a little too comfortable sitting at home or being the mom at home, and that was okay with me. And I definitely did miss out and wanted to pursue my dreams, but after 13 years of doing the same thing and 
he needed to push me and it was a good thing. It was a good push. So I started substitute teaching and in teaching, you can't just go out and get a job. You kind of have to get your foot in the door and network. And so that was the purpose of me substituting. So I did it for a year and a half. And thankfully, very thankfully, I did get offered a job. So Yeah, and I'll say because of this podcast and because, you know, we talk about the importance of networking and building a community, that's what got Kate a job. Being but, vulnerable. But I'll say, and um, not to speak for you, you can definitely rebut <laughs> on this, but I think you you had a thought in your mind. You've got an undergraduate degree. You have a master's degree uh-huh. in education from a prestigious university in, in the art. You know, Kate's an art teacher. Um, I think you thought it was going to be easier to find a job mm-hmm. than it was because you had yeah you had the required paperwork and experience. Mm-hmm. You know, the only thing you lacked was experience, experience. in the classroom. Yeah. Uh, but it turns out um, networking is just as important in a mm-hmm. teaching job as yeah. it is in any other job. Yeah, and you must said before, being a specific teacher, like you can be. Um, an elementary teacher, you can teach middle school, you can teach different subjects in middle school and high school. And um, in most states, you can get certified in multiple things, but I'm only certified in art in Georgia. Um, And so that's a very specific niche that I wanted to stick with. I didn't really want to teach anything else. Um, But I wouldn't, I will, I won't name names, but I would not be in this position today if I had not networked and met people and put myself out there. Um, and those friends that I've made are the reason that I have a job today. Yeah. Well, friends are what opened the door. Kate's yeah. work ethic and who she is, I think got her the job, but, <laughs> um, don't sell yourself short. Though. Okay. Yes. Okay. Thank you. But I will say if you are that spouse who's been sitting on the sidelines mm-hmm. for years, supporting the family, and you have all these qualifications, it's important to, mm-hmm. to start that networking process outside of mm-hmm. your circle. Yeah. Uh, Cause like you said, you wouldn't have that, the, you wouldn't be the middle school art teacher, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. at, that you are now, if you hadn't started making those, right. if you thought it was just adding, putting your resume on the County websites mm-hmm. and, and getting there, that, that might've done it eventually, but yeah. it's who, you know, in, in every environment, it's who yeah. you know. Yeah. And not that it was an easy journey. I've definitely, had some problems and things happen that just kind of set me back and really upsetting things happen. Um, I applied for a job and didn't get it. I didn't even get an interview. So that was really, really upsetting. Um, but things happen for a reason. So. Yeah. And that's what led to our wonderful role reversal. <laughs> um, so um, Kate, you know, she's like on three weeks now of going into yeah. the classroom. Her her actual first week with students will be next week, but yeah. she's been going in setting up the classroom and making it her own for about three yeah. weeks. So and I had professional development last week. So I've been the one at home with the kids uh-huh. for the duration of that three <laughs> weeks. So I get a lot of when is mom coming home because our parenting styles, my, I'm a little more army <laughs> and she's a little more mom. A little more sympathetic or um, baby them, I think is what I used. Yes. Okay. I baby them. Not terribly, yeah. but I'm softer on them than you. Okay. Um, and it's going to be dependent on anybody's situation, whether yeah. you go into a role swap like that or if you go, yeah. it could be status quo. Dad continues to go to work and mom stays home. But I think you wanted to see what it was like. Yeah. And you want to be with the kids. Right. Yeah. But it has maybe been, not this much. And you're glad that school starts tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. It has been an adjustment for me, but it's also been an adjustment for the yeah. kids. 
just because they're used to having mom around all the time. Um, it's, mm-hmm. it's been, you know, for Maverick, who's four and we'll start yeah. pre-K this week. Um, it's, you know, I get it at about noon from about noon to three, probably 10 or 12 times. Where's mom and when's mom <laughs> coming home? So, um, switching up, it's been great. Uh, it's been, uh, speaking for the, not speaking for the kids. It's been mostly <laughs> great for all of us, but I will say from my perspective, you know, after 20 plus years in the army, 19 of that which we were together for mm-hmm. is uh i went to work you know i go to work at 4 30 in the morning come home at 6 30 at night mm-hmm. you know uh walk in the door and the laundry's not done and dinner's not ready and mm-hmm. the house is a mess and i'd be like what is this what does kate do all day <laughs> and i'll say three weeks into this i'm sorry i apologize <laughs> i get it now um i thought i was going to retire out of the army And I was going to gain all of this time. I was going to have all this time to do all these things, whatever things I wanted to do, because nobody's going to be telling me what to do. Uh But I quickly realized that, you know, um, since I've had this, I do get up in the morning and make breakfast for everybody, you know, before they go to school. Uh, But you drop off at school at 730. I go to the studio or come home and do some work around the house. Um, All of a sudden, it's one o'clock. I've got to get back to the house and pick up the kids kids and... put the laundry in and you know I forgot to put meat out for dinner so I got to go do that um I definitely didn't appreciate the <laughs> lack of time the, the I thought you yeah. were just not I thought you were just taking naps all day no. and now I realize that that's that's not what that's not <laughs> what, that's not what's happening it's not what I do no but on the flip side my expectation of full-time working which I haven't really gotten into the meat of it yet because I don't start with the kids until Monday, Thursday night. So I have three and a half days. The exhaustion when I get home. um, And I used to be big about like dropping the kids off at school and I go for a run or I go work out or I'd go run some errands. Nope. There is none of that. I can work out at home at five 30 or six at night even though I don't want to and it's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> I'm exhausted. Yeah. It's, like I said, the, the role reversal, yes, on me has been yeah. different, but it's been inter- for me to set back as somebody who worked for 20 years and watched yeah. Kate. Cause it, <laughs> I, it really hit me the other night when Kate, she had came home and they were, uh, you guys were doing like a, um, a, you know, the, the six, the sixth graders who haven't been in the school oh, yeah, yet. Yeah. Are, like open house. Open yeah. house are coming in to the school to meet the teachers and stuff. And you had some spirit, you know, a spirit wear or a t-shirt that has uh-huh. the school logos. And, and I only have one right now. I have to wash it. So I saw Kate come home. It's, you know, it's, it's six, it's about eight o'clock. The kids uh-huh. are in bed and Kate comes through with a load of laundry. And I've said, what are you doing? <laughs> and she's like, I need to wash my laundry. I need this shirt tomorrow. And I had a nice laugh internally as somebody who had to do that for years because I needed that uniform or I needed that set of yeah. PTs for the next day. Yeah, that's a whole nother ball game. I have to actually dress for work every day. I can't just go work out and wear my nasty workout clothes the rest of the day. That's not going to yeah. cut it. So. Yeah. And that on my side, you know, somebody who wore a uniform my whole yeah. life, I enjoy just like, I'm just going to wear these shorts and a t-shirt all day and I can go to the office and edit some photos and some videos and and do some stuff or have meetings and uh, wear flip flops. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Wear my Crocs and and flip flops and and do it. So the, it's been, it's been an interesting seeing it from, from that, from that other perspective. It's funny just what you're not used to, what you pick up on. 
watching the other person in the opposite role. Yeah. And it, but it, it's, it's been good. And, uh, I think, you know, it's like I said, we're new to it. It'll get as, mm-hmm. as you really get into work and, uh, I figure out what I'm going to do, but it's been, uh, it's been a good reversal. And I think the key to all of this has been just the communication stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, like it, and it's new. I've said it again, you know, repeating <laughs> myself, but brand new. Um, I will say we're gonna kind of we're just gonna kind of bring this in and mm-hmm. and land the plane with some three pieces of advice or three lessons learned that we've had new to this uh, this retirement life, mm-hmm. this post military life, this role reversal life, and and I'll start and we'll just go back mm-hmm. and forth with our three pieces. But um, if I was telling somebody or I was talking to somebody who's thinking about retiring or hanging up the uniform, the I would just tell them slow down um and take your t- really slow down take a s- step back get that ten thousand foot view of what's going on and try to shut off the outside noise all the people asking you what you're going to do next and where you're going to go and what you're going to do and where you're going to live slow down reset your priorities mm-hmm. and 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 take care of yourself and quit worrying about what everybody else is asking you about what you're going to do Take care of yourself, take care of your family, take care of your marriage and things, you know, I've seen it with so many people that are in this transition process. They retire on May 1st. Um, They start their GS, you know, their government service job on May 15th, or they start their contracting job or they go to school right away. And I'm telling you, I had all of that stuff thrown at me first. Uh, Do you want to take this job? Do you want to go get your executive MBA at this and that? And what I really had to do was just turn all that off Mm -hmm. and say, what I really need to do is just slow the heck down, reprioritize on what needs to happen, take care of the family, take care of the kids, take care of myself and, uh, and, and just listen to myself for the first time, really not the, all the outside influences. So, um, when you get ready to retire, you're going to be getting all those same questions. And it's not just military retirement. It's anywhere you're in a life transition. Transition, yeah. You know, whether you're graduating from college, people are going to ask you, what's next? What are you doing? And, and you might not know at that time. And them asking you that questions and that stuff all the time just adds that anxiety mm-hmm. and makes it more difficult. So shut that stuff off the best you can and get with your, your people, your closest people, in my case, the family. And, uh, and, and focus on what, what's important. What's your number one? Um, mine is to communicate, communicate about what you want, what your plans might be, kind of what you're thinking. Um, also what the opposite person is thinking. Um, like I said, we communicated about the decision to retire and it was because of the family and that was what was important to us. Um, and communicate about hard things like money, your finances. Um, we're going to lose this much money a month and it's only going to come in once a month. So what next? Make sure you're ready for it and prepared, but it's important to have those hard discussions. Yeah. Um, the number two for me, it's only going to apply to the military types out there, but, uh, take care of your VA health your VA healthcare, your mental and physical health through the VA. Um, there's a lot of people that I know that came from my line of work that uh, didn't put in VA claims and didn't do 
um, didn't take care of themselves for the VA because they were too proud or didn't have the courage or the vulnerability to say, my knee hurts, my I get headaches, my, my back hurts, uh, I can't sleep at night. Um, and what happens is that stuff then get put on their VA claim when they put it up or if they don't put it up or if they do and you don't get a rating on it. And then in 10 years when that knee goes out or your back goes out and it's, it's definitely connected back to your service, it's going to be a lot harder to take care of that stuff retroactively instead of proactively beforehand. So um, claim everything. Everything that happened to the 20 or 30 years that you were in mm-hmm. the service, put it on there. As much detail as possible. Because um, that's what you, that's one of the reasons you served. You mm-hmm. served for those benefits. Uh, um, don't be too proud to do it because if you mm-hmm. are, you're just, in the end, you're screwing over your family. Uh, you're screwing over yourself. Um, and you're not doing justice. I mean, you're just really, it's, it's just a shame how many people I see leave the service, they don't take care of themselves mentally and, and physically, and they end up either having to do it, having to do it way later, mm-hmm. takes a lot longer, they have to get a lot more documentation. Um, but like I said, between my my VA and my military retirement, I almost make the same amount of money as I did when I was in service. Mm-hmm. And um, you can look at that however you want to look at it, but at the end of the day, it doesn't matter what other people think. It matters how you took care of yourself and how you take care mm-hmm. of your family. And uh, just take the time, be vulnerable, be honest with yourself, be honest with your providers, and and, and take care of your VA stuff before you get out of service. Mm-hmm. Um, my number two is know your priorities. Um, like I said, have those hard discussions, have those hard talks, but our priority is our family. And we can both agree on that. And if your priority is something different, that's okay, but be open about it and talk about it. But know the reason for retiring or the reason why you want to do X, Y, Z or, you know, what your priorities are in the future. Um, I think it's important to be honest about that and to open up about it too. Yeah. Um, and then uh, my number three is, and, uh, is, is take some time off. And uh, that's going to be relative to your situation, right? Whether you can financially take, uh, you know, six months off or a week off, right? Uh, But it worked out. I said it earlier, you have a say of when you retire, if you retire from from service. Um, If you have kids, you know, my last Army paycheck came May 1st. Uh, The kids got out of school and we took, you know, both of us took the summer off Mm -hmm. basically uh we traveled went to florida went out to my mom's for three Mm -hmm. weeks went camping for a week we've never been able to do that and it's different when you're out of service it is you know you have your block leaves you have um you know you have your four-day weekends weekends. but to actually be able to just put my phone leave it in the condo leave it in the house Mm -hmm. uh leave it in the camper not have to check my email I know nobody's going to call me because somebody got arrested or got a DWI or somebody did something or God forbid everything, you know, in the world goes to hell and I had to go into work and and leave suddenly. Um, That doesn't happen. And so actual time off without that hanging over your head is different. It Mm -hmm. is you can be completely present with your wife and your kids and really taking the moment without any back thought of, 
I wonder if I have a email or a, a, I know what's coming up when I get back. You know, I know what training event, I know what deployment's coming. I know what big thing's coming. Um, and like I said, we were fortunate enough to be able to do it for, you know, the whole 75 days. Um, but if it's even just a week, mm-hmm. take some time off. A weekend. Shelf that stuff because, um, again, seen a lot of re- people retire over the years. They retired on Friday and they walked right back into the same building um, in civilian clothes on Monday and basically filled the same role in a government, you know, in a GS, you know, 12 or 13 and just kept grinding and mm-hmm. never took the time to just really resettle and look at your life from a new from a new perspective. Mm-hmm. What's your number three? Um, my third piece of advice is to take it one day at a time. Um, don't take notes from me and ignore what's coming. Uh, I do get stressed out about thinking of things that's happening in the future, what could be, what should be, what we're trying to expect, what we're hoping to happen. Um, But for me, it's easy to take it one day at a time. And it makes me think about when Yuma was going through the process of retirement, he had his checklist of things that he needed to complete, his doctor's appointments, his paperwork he had to complete, his meetings he had to go to. Um, And he did a little bit every day, just checked off that list every day. And instead of looking at things big picture and it's overwhelming take it one day at a time one step at a time and it's a lot easier and a lot more manageable yeah um so that's it i mean that's that's a snapshot of what it looks like in you know our ret- i mean I re- like i said my last day of military um paycheck was may 1st but i started terminal leave in february so like six months into this thing mm-hmm. um it's been great uh we've learned a lot about each other i've I've seen my kids in environments and stuff that I've never and we seen d- before. And don't be fooled. We've definitely got on each other's nerves. Yeah. <laughs> so. I'm glad she's going to work. <laughs> and the kids are going to And the to kids school. are going to yeah. So um, everybody out there, thanks thanks for listening. I hope you get something out of this. If you ever, you know, have questions mm-hmm. about specifically, you know, service members who are transitioning mm-hmm. out, have questions about how we did X or Y, mm-hmm. um, feel free to, to hit us mm-hmm. up. Either. And from a spouse's point of view, yeah. too, yeah. you can contact Yuma and he'll direct you to me as well. Yep. Just put it down in the comments or most of you have my phone number that watch and listen. So just hit me up. But that's the point of this. We just want to share with you kind of our journey mm-hmm. through this. So hopefully when it comes time for your decision making and transition, you can make the most informed and best. You can learn from our mistakes and hopefully also capitalize on our successes and mm-hmm. have a you know the best life possible as a husband, father. And uh, retired guy because it is it is pretty awesome um, after all the all the years that mm-hmm. I put in. So, thanks for watching. We'll we'll get back to our weekly scheduled programming soon. As soon as I figure out the schedule with four kids getting them to school <laughs> and picking them up from school and all that stuff. But uh, uh, be sure you like, share, subscribe, leave us a comment. It, it all it all uh, adds up and helps out the helps out the channel. And uh, we'll check in with you guys soon. Thanks. Bye.